0: Welcome back to the Real Dad United podcast. And I am your host, Andy the Southern Dad. Now today we have another amazing interview with Brian from the Dad Up podcast. Now, in today's interview, we're going to be talking about several different things, but most importantly, making sure that you as a father are very active within your child's life. And we're actually going to go into a little bit about his childhood and the reason why he's actually turning to the father that he is now. So with that being said, first things first, Brian, I want to welcome you to the show and I want to know a little bit more about you before you even started your own podcast.
1: Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, before before the podcast, you know, I have uh, I've been a dad for twenty one years. My oldest son is twenty one. Um, my youngest son is eighteen, and uh, you know, I grew up in California. Been here my whole life. Um, when I was growing up and in, in, in going through high school and all that, I played sports and all that and I worked and uh, pretty much when I got out of high school, um, I started in, going into college and I wanted to take a break and I didn't want to go to school anymore. And I told my parents that, uh, Hey, I'm going to kind of take a break from school and just focus on working. And my dad told me, uh, well, that's fine, but you're going to start paying rent then. And so I said, well, uh, the other option is I could go into the military and, uh, yeah, my dad said, uh, that's a good idea.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh,
1: yeah. So, um, I thought he was kind of joking around, but I started uh, asking a couple friends that had been in the military. I started a couple, asking a couple co coworkers that had been in the military and, uh, they directed me towards the Marine Corps. So I spent, uh, I signed up, um, I figured it would be a good life lesson for me. It helped me grow up a little bit, um, help me, uh, you know, kind of get me in a, in a, down a path that would, uh, kind of help me mature, you know, um, teach me some responsibility. Uh, not that I was irresponsible as a kid, but, uh, just kind of helped me grow up a little bit. And so I joined the military, I joined the Marines and spent four years in the Marine Corps. I was stationed uh, here in California and I was also stationed in Okinawa. I spent six months in Japan. Um, oh wow! And I worked. Yeah, I worked for the Air Wing, um, essentially working on uh, flight equipment, all the safety gear and stuff for the pilots, and you know parachutes and rafts. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, life. Yeah, it was a cool. It was a cool gig. It was a cool gig. Um, and met a lot of good friends uh, that I'm still friends with today. Um, hmm. And when I got out, you know, it's funny. I was in for four years and. At about my third year, third and a half year, I wanted to get out. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of do something different. I was kind of burned out on it. Mm. I wasn't a, I wasn't a lifer. I wasn't, I had no intention on going in for the, for lifelong. No. And, um, you know, that was, I got out in '96. So that was, oh, wow. yeah, 24 years ago.
0: Yeah, 24 yeah. years ago.
1: I do want to thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, 24 years ago, I got out and, uh, um, it's, you know, part of me kind of wishes I had stayed in, uh, just, just to get my 20 years in and retire. But, uh, at the same time, you know, I, I don't know where I'd be right now if I'd stayed in. I really don't. Um, I met my wife when I was in the Marines, we started dating when I had about a year left in the Marines hmm. and we started dating Right. and, um, I got out of the Marines and, um, we were, you know, obviously still dating and we got engaged and within two years after me being out of the Marines, I, we got married. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, uh, then we started having kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now that, uh, speaking of kids, so yeah. I've gotten to know you a little bit. I've, of course, I got to hear a little bit about your past and that kind of ordeal. Right. Um, would you care to share share with the audience of of some of your past and past experiences, and how it has transformed you into the father you are today?
1: Right. Well, you know one of the one of the. Um, as, as a child growing up, uh, I, I experienced, I didn't, have, I didn't live a poor lifestyle, but um, my parents were very, uh, they, were, they were living paycheck to paycheck. We didn't go without what we needed, mm-hmm. but there also wasn't everything provided to us that we wish we could have had. Um, I, had a sis, I have a sister that's five years younger than me, and um, my parents worked like most parents. My parents worked, but they worked a lot. Um, they did, They at times when I was younger, they had multiple jobs, uh, so my mom would leave her day job and then go work her evening job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in a household that my parents weren't involved as much as a child would like their parent to be, wow. and uh, it was it was um, you know it's funny it 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 still it still sits with me even now you know. Wow. Um, it still sits with me and I played several different sports, uh, all through high school. Um, water polo wrestled. I was on the swim team. Um, I played little league when I was, uh, younger, I played soccer and it's funny. I used to go to practices and games with my friends, parents, because my parents couldn't go. Wow. So they were, they weren't able to take me, um. I mean, I can remember in high school, in the different uh, water polo games that I had, uh, or even the wrestling meets that I had to uh, had to go to. Um, I can count on one hand how many times my parents actually came. Um, it even uh, it even got got to a point where it was, you know, I wasn't going to parent teacher conferences. They weren't going to those. Um, I mean, just various things, and that that sat with me. And um, it was I really wished my parents were more involved, but I understood that. Hey, they—they were—they were trying to provide for the family, and they had to do what they had to do. Right. And so, as a as a high schooler, as I'm I'm going through high school, I just I just told myself that I'll never be that way with my kids. Right. Never ever in a million years will I be that way with my kids. I will sacrifice whatever I have to sacrifice, to make sure that I'm there for my boys. Right. And um, luckily, I've had a you know I've had a career that has kind of given me the flexibility that I'm able to take off when I need to take off. Um, but I ha I can count on one hand, how many parent teacher conferences or sporting events I've missed. That's I can count them on. So, um, that's how involved I've been. Uh, I have coached my boys, um, in all the sports since they were four years old all the way up through high school. Oh, wow. um, so that was one of the life lessons that I learned from my parents is like, look, I guess you could say it. I mean, don't do what we did. Right. You know what I mean. Um, don't don't raise your kids how we raised ours. Right. <clears throat> my sister and I turned out fine. Obviously, uh, my parents are still you know happily married today, and uh, they're still working. You know, they still work a lot. So um, it's just one one life lesson that I learned from them that that uh, that I have I have managed to uh, alter. I have managed to change the direction because my boys now I know that when my boys start having kids, they'll be just like me. That's they'll mean. be just as involved with their kids. Um, so, Yeah,
0: and that's something. It, it kind of took me – so, of course, you know, I'm a father of two boys. And mm-hmm. just recently – well, I mean, now that we have the corona thing going on and that kind of stuff, I'm talking about the previous school year. You know, before all this stuff hit, right. you know, we we enrolled my oldest in soccer. Right. and it's like this is something that I kind of like I knew on a personal level like I knew I needed to make at least all of his games right because I knew in the back of my head because like even even with my childhood you know my childhood was somewhat similar to yours not exact but like I knew that my you know my dad he did his he did the best he could to make sure he made it to my by band gigs and that kind of stuff. Um, now there was a handful of times where he wasn't there, but that's just an unfortunate series of events that happened. Right. Um, there was also some like, cause I was also in Boy Scouts whenever I was younger as well. Uh, my dad, he never really got involved with the Boy Scouting aspect of it. Uh, but my mom did, you know, mm-hmm. my dad, he just wasn't a camper. He didn't really like fishing or anything along those lines. My mother loved it. So like my mom, she was there. Like she loved camping. She loved fishing. Like she loved doing those outdoor, outdoorsy type activities. Uh, my right. dad, he just, he wasn't, like he's not the outdoorsman. Like he's, that's not him. Now I mm-hmm. also I don't fault him for it. You know, it just, but that was also some like quality time I had with my mom as well. Uh, right. But, but even throughout the years and, like with me me knowing that but also it took me some time to actually realize that you know i these are things that i know that i have to do like i know i have to be there for my boy so that mm-hmm. he knows that that i'm there for him. right cuz like one thing i can actually kind of relate to to your parents to a degree because growing up, my parents—they really didn't have much. And now my dad—he—he he worked a lot. Like he—he's always had two jobs ever since I've known. Him, except for now, you know. But now he's got a retirement check, but he's still working. Right. Um, my mom, she was in the the child care field. You know, she she worked at various you know child care centers and that kind of stuff. And that's that's what she did. <sighs> So she kind of had the the eight to five life my dad not so much like he right. never really had that luxury um, but but my dad he was also a garbage man and then he ran mail to the post office and so on and so forth so we right. were in that in that middle like dead center middle class area and okay. also my parents they did struggle financially. And that's, and with watching my parents struggle financially, that's something that in turn that I needed to make sure that I didn't do. Like I had to make sure that I wasn't financially struggling or living that paycheck Mm to paycheck and so on and so forth. So in turn, that kind of turned me into that workaholic to where I was now, this is where my firstborn was born and that kind of stuff. I got turned into a workaholic and like, I was working 65, 70 hours a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was working a lot. Mind <laughs> you, I was making quite that's a lot. bit of money, but I was working a lot. Um, but yeah, That's a lot. Yeah. So, I missed a lot of those moments. Like, I miss a lot of moments with, with my firstborn. And it wasn't really until my second – because my boys are five years apart. Right. And when my second one was born – It just, something clicked and something happened in my mind. I'm like, you know, Andy, you're missing out on a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and like, even now I'm still going through that mindset shift, but it's still, I know I need to be there for all those events. Like I know I don't need to miss anything. Now of course, like whenever, whenever my oldest, you know, whenever he had like graduation, that kind of stuff, I knew better. Like those were events I needed yeah, to show sure right. up. Like I yeah, knew right. I had to be there.
1: <laughs> right. Uh-huh.
0: Like in fact, like I, I told my my supervisor, I'm like, look, he's having graduation at two o'clock in the afternoon. I need off this day. <laughs> now, thankfully, yeah. I had a supervisor that he was like, okay, dude, it's family. Do what you got to do. Right. So I just, but like, I knew I needed to make those things, Uh, but I did. But I just, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Did you, do you find that, uh, you know, in, in, you kind of, I guess you could say you kind of woke up with the second kid. Do you kind of wish you could go back with the first one now? Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. I wish I could go back and just change so many different things. Right. But, the thing is, this is one thing I've also learned. Time is one commodity we don't get back. You know, what right. what happened in the past, it's happened. The you only thing we it, can do off. the only thing we can do now is learn from it and move on.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: But that's with a lot of things in life too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, everything. Everything. Well, you know, my uh my boys have been fortunate enough that um I've been at everything. And I mean, parent teacher conferences, I've had, I've had, I mean, all their, you know, all their school activities, obviously Mm -hmm. my boys got into sports. Uh, You know, we wanted them to do something when they were, when they were becoming that age, we wanted them to do something. It didn't necessarily have to be sports. Um, But that's just naturally what my boys gravitated towards. They wanted to play sports. They wanted to play baseball. Mm -hmm. And I not coaching, Uh, you know I had never coached before so my oldest son I can remember to this day Andy my oldest son he was four and a half playing Little League I've had practices which were you know uh, as best as I could not you know we didn't have back then there wasn't a whole lot of options on the internet to kind of learn from I was I think I did a lot of YouTube and stuff like that but uh, I had to kind of figure out how to how to manage a team and I had no clue what I was doing, but I can remember driving down the road to the first game and I look over at my wife and she's sitting there with me and I go, I am so nervous right now because it was our very first game, very first time I'd ever coached a game. And I told her, I said, I am so nervous right now. I don't know why it's four year old, four year old T-ball, you know, (laughs) I mean, what could go wrong, but you know, you got kids, you got kids hitting the ball and running to third instead of first, you know, we're out there in the grass. Playing with the with the grass or the butterflies or whatever instead of <laughs> chasing after a ball that just went by him, <laughs> right? So, but yeah, my boys have uh, so so since that day. I've just I've just always been always been there. Um, I I think there's probably been two or three, maybe four teams that I didn't coach, um, hmm. and whether it was a scheduling conflict or I was already coaching one boy and it just wasn't going to work out with my schedule uh, to coach both of them. Um uh, it there was a couple teams that, that I didn't coach, but for the most part I have been a coach on every single one of their teams. So
0: that is amazing.
1: So do it, man. Do it. <laughs>
0: um I've get out there no, and coach. <laughs> I'd love to. Um like I really would. Like I would love to be to be that coach. But right now with the the weird schedule I have, like I have weekends off like with the company I work for because I drive a semi. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And with anyone that knows the trucking industry, it is so unpredictable. It's not even fun. Okay. But thankfully I have a dedicated start time to where I start at the same time every single day, but my get off time that varies by like four hours.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, because I started at yeah, 10 o'clock. It depend, depending
1: on traffic and all that yeah. stuff, right?
0: Yeah, because I started yeah. at 10 o'clock every day without fail. I started at okay. 10 o'clock in the morning. So now that's kind of like – that's my time. Like I get to spend that good – because I only live like 15 minutes from the terminal, mm-hmm. which that was intentional too, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, so one thing I've noticed, you know, people that live a far – like a long distance from where they work – It's like, Mm -hmm. especially for your parents, you have to look at, like, how much time are you really losing to get to spend with a family? Now, some people use it for, like, a wind-down time and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, But you just have to look at, you know, how much time are you actually losing? Right. Which, I mean, that's – You know
1: what? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, – it's uh, unfortunately for a lot of the big cities, um, especially here in California, unfortunately the, the traffic's just the nature of the beast. Um, yeah. it's, I was, I was, a uh, part of my coaching high school coaching, uh, career, uh, when my younger son was s- still in high school. Um, I was working, my drive time to my office was an hour and a half, uh, one way. Wow. So, to give you an idea, when we had uh, games that we had to be at, and the games were even farther further out, um, I would have to go. You know, I'd have. What I was doing is I was leaving it. I was leaving for the office at four in the morning. I'd get to the office around because back early early in the morning there's no traffic, so I'd get to the right. office around four thirty. So I was getting in the office around four uh, thirty, just so I could get off work. And leave by two o'clock so I could make the games, so I could coach the games. Oh wow! So, so I was making those kind of sacrifices um, with my sleep, uh, so I could make sure that I
0: was there for for my boys. I bet you it's worth every minute of it too.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Trade it for world. Now, luckily, wow. I got. I'm, I'm I'm working a little closer from home to home now. Now, luckily, my drive is only twenty minutes now. So. Oh okay. Um, so. <laughs> A little bit easier now, but now that the boys are both out of high school, um, I'm still coaching. I still coach at the high school, but uh, it's much easier of a drive now.
0: I bet. Yeah, 20 minutes definitely better than an hour and a half. Like, hands right?
1: <laughs> hour and a half wow. one way, and that's on a that's on a good day. I've, I've had two two and a half hours before, so
0: that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it kind cool. of reminds me back winter ride because I actually I moved. From where I'm from, because I'm from right around Tallahassee, um uh, but we've moved to orlando since since then, and whenever I lived around Tallahassee, like I lived an hour away from the terminal, okay, so like That's I had an hour commute every like every yeah. single day, you know hour there hour back, without fail, right, and it's um, taxing the
1: drive is just taxing
0: yeah. and know and I put miles and miles and miles on my vehicles yeah. in.
1: So now
0: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm eight and a half miles from the terminal. Like it's just, right. it, it's nothing like, yeah. So it's just that big of a difference. Like I've seen a huge improvement in just my involvement, like with, yeah. with just that short commute. Yeah. I'm able mm-hmm. to get home and actually get to spend some time with my boys before they go to bed. Well, right. sometimes, sometimes the, the little one he's already in bed because there's some nights of where I'm working Yeah eight or nine o'clock at night. But I still get at least tuck in my oldest every night. Right. Well, unless cool, he's man. just unless he just passes out by nine o'clock. Because There's some right. days where he plays hard. And not to cherish beats, those times,
1: dude. Yeah. You gotta cherish those times. Because they, they grow up and then you're not gonna be tucking them in anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to those. But I mean both my boys are huge mama's boys. All right. um, the baby, on the other hand, he kind of he's kind of fond of me a little bit, but he's still a mama's boy. <laughs>
1: I think I think boys are, yeah, boys are typically mama's boys, and girls are typically uh, daddy's girl. So,
0: yeah. Well, my wife and I, we really want to experience that because, yeah, we can't have anymore. <laughs> I mean, unless so. unless we adopt or foster or something on those lines, yeah. um, but like we can't have any more biologically with us okay um okay so uh, just we have our two boys um now of course you know in between the two you know unfortunately we had a miscarriage um oh. but yeah i no, from from what i hear miscarriages are more common than not
1: hmm. um yeah but, i don't know i i don't know much about them yeah
0: i mean uh, i just know it's i just know it's tough it is um in fact that's how the Andy, the Southern dad brand came about was I, it was my outlet. Like Mm. it was my way of, that was my coping mechanism. Okay. And then from there it kind of blossomed to a gazillion different directions. Right. And now we're here with the real dad's United podcast. (laughs) That's cool. Um, And it just like this podcast, like this, this is my passion. Like this is, this is something I love doing. Like I love interviewing, you know, amazing fathers like yourself and get to hear more about your story. And in fact, continuing on with your story, you, I kind of mentioned before, you have your own podcast. Yes. How did you, like, how did you get into it? Like what was the, the spark that hit? And it was like, Hey, you know what? I want to start this podcast to make a difference. Like what, what was that like aha moment of like, Hey, I'm gonna do this.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I I had I had okay. So my youngest son was about to graduate high school. He was he was on his last year of high school, yep. and because I've always been uh, so involved in their lives, um, I needed to find something else that uh, could help me give back to right. other dads, and um, with my boys, pretty much on their way out of the house as far as you know going to college and all that um i wasn't going to have that that involvement as much involvement as i would have i would like uh, just because they're going to be they're they're grown adults now you know um so i was kind of lost i was like i was worried about it i was i was kind of scared to have to face this part of my life this part of this chapter of my life and i was talking with um uh, my brother-in-law about it and that, and he actually told he actually came up with the idea he, he said uh, I said you know I just don't know my boys are both the boys are going to be gone and um, it's going to be different for me and I need to find something else to kind of some some other way that I can still be involved you know right. but and he goes he goes you know what Brian he, he goes of the family because my brother-in-law he's like of the family you're by far the best dad you're by far the best dad. And he goes, you should start a dad podcast. It's literally how it came up. You should start a dad podcast. And I, and I, I, t- I was like, eh. I go, you know, I, I've, I don't know if I could do it. And he's like, you could do it. And he goes, you could do it. Just, just, just run with it. And so I went home because I was at, at his place. I went home mm-hmm. and I told my wife, I said, your brother said I should start a dad podcast. And she goes, that's an unbelievably great idea. And she's like, that is, that's, that is, that is an uh, awesome idea. And I said, okay, I guess <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yeah. So the the cool thing is, is it's you know I'm still obviously still involved in, with my boys. Um, yeah. Right now they're home for the summer, but um, uh, still involved with my boys. But this has given me an opportunity to kind of share my experiences being on uh, your podcast, which is awesome um, to interviewing other dads that, that, that run either successful businesses or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or celebrities or professional athletes and just letting them share their dad experiences. Um, it's just been a really cool, cool um, opportunity. And I, and I love it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and again, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. And oh man,
1: you, you, so, you and I are, you and I are good, good friends now.
0: <laughs> well, you know, speaking, um, tell us a little bit more about your show and the the things that are going on with it. Because I mean, I know you're what thirty set like thirty six episodes in, yeah. in, in now and it's- just, uh,
1: yeah, I, I started I started last October, so it's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm uh, thirty, yeah, thirty. I think I said just dropped thirty six this last week. Um, I typically try to drop my shows anywhere between Sunday and and Monday or Tuesday, just depending on my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, typically I try to drop them on Sunday, but, um, the whole point of the show is I bring on dads and it's, a, I haven't done a video show yet. Um, mm-hmm. just my scheduling, uh, hasn't, hasn't kind of allowed me to do that yet, right. uh, but they're all, they're all audio. I do them uh, all audio and I, uh, I have gotten, um, TV celebrities on, I've gotten pro athletes on, uh, number of business owners, uh, like large business owners, franchise owners on, um, I've gotten, uh, well-known pastors on the show. Um, and it's just given, it, what I do is I, I, just have them share their experiences, kind of a little bit about what they're doing now, kind of what their, you know, what their, uh, story, I like to call it, or we like to call it, or their story is, and, uh, and then tell me about their family. And then I just go through, you know, a series of questions related to dad topics, mm-hmm. um, You know, like how how do you how do you and your spouse handle discipline? You know, those kind of things. Um, What's uh, if I were to ask your kids, tell me something about your dad, what what would they hope? What would you think their hope that they would say about you? Uh, What do you wish you knew now before you had kids? What do you wish you knew before you had kids that you know now? You know, those kind of things. So just generalized questions that um, and, and it's funny, there's there's some questions that a lot of the dads answer the same way. Um, how did your life change when you became a dad? Kind of thing, you know. Um, and then there's there's other questions that um, these dads have different perspectives, different experiences. Hmm. So it's really cool. The show's not it doesn't it's not a long show. It's you know typically about thirty minutes. Um, but these dads are are, are great. So oh, it's really neat.
0: That's pretty interesting. Now yeah. of course, of course, your show's it's called, called dad, dad Up, by the way. Yeah, it's called Dad Up. <laughs> um yeah yeah that's i got
1: the idea so dad up is like kind of like man up right so that's <laughs> yeah. kind of where i kind of where i got that idea from so um kind of man catchy. up like yeah so it's kind of like uh hey you know step up man up and with your kids dad up. that's so yeah that's kind of along those lines
0: actually it's it is it's very catchy thank you and I know I'm about to dig more into, uh, dig into more of the other episodes, but the small clips that I, that I've heard, you know, here and there, cause you do post on Instagram. And by the way, yeah. where can they follow you on Instagram? Cause by, I am going to link to it in the description, but
1: yeah. D- Data podcast is my Instagram name. Um, I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm on, um, uh, and I'm on uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn's more on my business side, right. um, but I do post because um, I really don't care. I do post even on my business side uh, on LinkedIn. I do post my shows on there too.
0: Oh, that's um, pretty and, cool. And
1: that one's that one's just that one's just my name. But uh, uh, like Facebook's my name, uh, Twitter and TikTok are both my name. So. Um, but yeah, Instagram Instagram's the only one that shows a data podcast. But yeah, so that's right. where they can find me. Instagram Instagram's a main feed.
0: Yeah. Well that's kinda like, you know, with me, yeah, I'm I'm on all those other platforms, but Instagram, like that's that's yeah. kinda like my home turf. <laughs> that's right. that's right. kinda that's kinda where, where I started and it's where I've grew and I mean I'm about to hit two thousand followers now, which oh, I'm excited. Awesome, I'm excited about that's that. That's cool. That's cool. Like, it just, through all the ups and downs and hills and all that fun stuff, it just, I'm about to cross over that threshold. It's like.
1: That's cool, man. Yeah. Keep it up. You're going strong, brother. You're going strong.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I'm enjoying getting connected with with a lot of fathers. And Mm -hmm. something that I've kind of noticed, because, like, I share a lot of people's stuff in my stories. Cause like I know there's some there's some Instagrammers like they only share their stuff and their stories. Me, if you have a good picture of something that that I like and I agree with, I'm gonna share. Right. It's just like right. that's just that's kind of my way of sharing other people's content. They get more eyes on.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, that's
0: just that's kind of right. my way to. i might not quite say give back, but it's just it's my way to yeah. to share you know awesome content and that kind of stuff. Um, right. I think I've shared a couple of your posts as well. I'm not, don't, don't quote me on it there. Actually, I'm pretty sure I have. Um, but, but the thing is like, that's, that's what I do. Um, but you know, with the whole fatherhood community that that's growing on Instagram, which it's phenomenal. Like I've had guys reach out to me and they go like, Hey, you know, this, this guy's post that you sharing your story, you know, thank you for sharing it. Cause I wouldn't have found them if it wasn't for that. Right. You know, it's so like, I've had yeah. quite a few of those happen already and now mm-hmm. I'm a part of a dad app and it's like, right. now that I'm a part of it. Oh yeah. By the way, in order to go visit that so I actually have a little redirect link to it <laughs> through my website. It just, <laughs> you right. go to, um, Oh, the app is called dad AF. Oh, I'm part of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just that's that's the name of that. That's the name of that. Dad A. it's a it's an amazing app. I have it as well. Yeah, like I like I love it. Like they have a mental health section. They have Mm -hmm. you know just a general chat section. Um, Even though like you could tell it started over in the UK just because like some of their lingo and that kind of stuff. Um, Right. But to me, like that doesn't matter. Like, to me, what I see is a bunch of fathers coming on an app to talk about dad stuff and not just jokes and yucking it up and that kind of stuff. Like, you typically Mm -hmm. see in a lot of Facebook groups, you know, inside the app. Like, you see some real conversations. Like, you have some guys that kind of chirp in there. You know, they talk about – or for one, they do talk about mental health. Um, there's some guys that chime mm-hmm. in there that like, Hey, i am needing some relationship tips and advice and that kind of stuff. By the way, I'm no mm-hmm. professional or anything along those lines. Right. Um, right. I'm, I'm not one to give relationship advice. I can only give off of my own experiences. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. But it just, like, I enjoy you know, that's a, that.
1: You bring up a good, yeah, you bring up a good point. You know, you, you're talking about relationships and you can only go off based on your own experience. That's the same thing with the dad. And it's what yeah. I try to tell dads that I'm talking about. Um, look, we don't, we don't have like the this, this set. There's books and stuff out there that you can read. But a lot of the books are really stemmed towards the moms. Yeah. Um, dads don't have as many resources. And really all we have to go off of are our own experiences and the experiences of others. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the point of, of my show and your show as well. Yeah. Um, is that we want to share those experiences of others so that dads out there can learn from them.
0: Because, I mean, there may be a father out there that is going through, like, man, I'm just, I don't know which way to go. I right. don't know what way is right. It's like, right. And some guys are like, man, every way I, everywhere I turn, it's the wrong direction. And mm-hmm. to me, like, that's the amazing thing, like, with your show, with my show. And I know there's a handful of other shows out here as well, that that's exactly what we do. Like I'm also good friends with man under construction. And I'm also good friends with Chad Zook from a new kind of man. Like both of them have great podcasts as well. Um, mm-hmm. Man Under construction. He talks about his, his porn addiction. He talks about manhood. He talks about masculinity. Then he have Chad with a new kind of man. He talks about masculinity. He talks about basically being, being a man. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, most importantly, being the best, essentially being the best father you can be because he is also a father. He's also came on the show in the past as well.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it helped to help dads be the best dad they can be. Um, because sometimes, uh, dads get a bad rap. Sometimes they don't get enough credit. Yeah. You know, they don't, they're not given enough credit. And especially, especially the good dads, uh, they're not given enough credit. And, um, uh, so it's just, uh, it's cool for other dads to listen to. Um, and you know, what's funny. I've had moms tell me that they like my show too. Uh, oh, that's you probably great. have as well. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you've got moms that, that come up to you and go, I, I listen to your show. Like one of my, one of my assistant coaches, um, he just told me this last week. He's like, um I was telling him, you know, some of the guests are gonna be coming out uh, that I'm gonna be uh, dropping soon and he's like, Oh that's cool. He goes, Yeah, and you know he said his wife, she's like Amber, she listens to she listens to every single one of your shows. And I'm like, Well, that's cool. <laughs> that's, you know, wow. that's cool. Um and they had two young kids, you know, they got they got one that's I think a year old and the other one is four or five. So they are two young kids. So oh, okay. it's uh it's helpful. So
0: it's kinda well, that's what it's here for. And same thing with the dad mm-hmm. app, you know, that's what it's here for. It's here to help all of us. Cause right. I mean, like you said before, you know, there's really not a huge manual. There's not a bunch of literature out there for fathers. It's, right. and but a lot of it is geared towards mothers. It's geared towards women. And it's like, you know, there's a bunch of different mom apps out there here you know, to help moms with mm-hmm. motherhood and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm but whenever it comes to fathers and fatherhood and that kind of ordeal, it's, there's right. a, there's a void in it. and there's a lack of mm-hmm. lack of that information. Yep. Yep. So it's just, and now like I'm, this is something that I'm actually kind of starting to see a little bit. Like now that I've, you know, that i like, I know you're involved in the, in the fatherhood and parenting communities. I'm starting to see more of us unite together. And more of us kind of grouping together and talking, which from what I, this is my own personal beliefs, needs to happen even more. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. You, you bring up, um, I, I just had a guy reach out to me. This was about a week and a half ago or so. Mm Um, he sent me a message and said, Hey, um, he's, he's a, uh, he's a family uh, therapist, licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. And he sent me a message on Instagram and said, Hey, um, I'd like to talk to you. If you have a moment, I want to talk to you about your dad, you know, about your podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I look at all the messages. So I said, sure. You know, so I had him call me and he called me up and what he does is he's a therapist for, um, for dads. Oh, wow. And he, he has a, He not only meets with family, he meets with, he has clients that families that come in, he's a family therapist, but he specifically is geared towards dads. And he said, I just want you to know that um, I've been listening to your show and the dads that I that are my clients that I meet with, um, I have told them they need to be listening to your show. And he said, I even have a dad group uh, that I meet with every Wednesday night. And in the dad group, they talk about my show. So if the, the, the cool thing is, is that, hey, if I'm only touching those guys and that's it, I'm doing my job, right? Because yeah. no. that therapist now is, is spreading the message of, of how dads are supposed to be in mm-hmm. society. And he's helping those dads that are his clients become better dads. And it's all through this, you know, through this circle of uh, mm-hmm. listening to podcasts. So. Yeah, um, so it's kind of cool that that he's like I just I just wanted to just make sure that you're you you knew because how how, how much we appreciate your show, but um, I hope you're okay with with me doing that with sharing the show with, with my clients and stuff. And I'm like, yeah,
0: I, why, <laughs> why wouldn't, wouldn't I be? I, be? <laughs> I mean, that's just so, of course. That, Go ahead. To me, that's getting more good information into the hands of more fathers. Like that's right. that's the reason why we do what we're doing. It's right. like with with everything I do online now, as long as i reach like I feel as long as I reach one one guy, mm-hmm. it's worth it all, right like it's worth every and I know yeah. I've reached more than one guy like I've, right. I have guys that reach out to me fairly regularly like hey yo i just I just need somebody to talk to, mhm. Like I've just, I got guys that just. By the way, I do, I do give occasionally. I I vet them too, but I do end up giving out my cell phone number to to a handful of guys. Of course, it's after we chat quite a bit on on right. social media. I, I get to know the individual first. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's some of these guys where I'm like, dude, give me a call. Like yeah. I I'm not shy. I'm like, dude, if you're having right. an issue, hit me up. Now, if I'm yep. busy, like, if I'm busy, I don't answer my phone. But, yeah. like, usually I'm like, dude, text me first. If I'm, like, now, if it's, like, life or death, i like, dude, I really need to talk to you now, just hit, just let me know. Right. Um, right. But if it's something that, but, hey, I need to talk to you here in the next couple of days because I got something weighing on my mind, I just need some advice, mm-hmm. I get back to you, in, you know, fairly quick. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it's just that's something that I do but I have a couple of yeah. guys that that happens with.
1: Well. Yeah, no, it's important. Um, like you said, it's, 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 we're all trying to help each other out yeah. and it, any, any of these little uh, these little bits and pieces that we can provide um, or that are provided to us um, mm-hmm. are, are certainly helpful. I, I've experienced the same thing. I am kind of like you, I've got to watch, you know, who messages me and, and you can kind of tell who's who's being honest or who's being real. Yeah. um but uh yeah i mean it's it's just a just a cool community of it's it's great what social media has done in 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 helping to kind of change the uh the dynamic of our fatherhood role just through our uh, communication you know and who we yeah. talk to now i mean you're clear on the other side of the united states and 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 I feel like we're best friends. So
0: yeah. Like I'm (laughs) all the way here in central Florida and you're all the way over on the West coast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like you, I mean, you can't really, uh, can't really get any more more distance.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's just a cool, cool, cool little deal. And I, I I love it. I know you do too. uh, Um,
0: Yeah. Like I, I enjoy of now also when it comes to social media, social media is actually a blessing and a curse. Right, because with as much positives that there is on social media, there's a whole lot more negatives with social media. Right, like I made a um, like I made an Instagram post the other day of you know, in order for there to be any type of, and this is just the way I feel, um, in order for there mm-hmm. to be any type of real change, you know, in the society and that kind of stuff, unfortunately, you do have to get political. Right. Now, getting political can be a bunch of different ways. See, some people they, they whenever they hear, "Oh, you got to get political," "Oh, you're going to get into politics," I did not say I was getting into politics. <laughs> <laughs> I just said some of my posts may get political. But it, and the reason why I get political is just to trigger a certain type of emotion. Like that's it. Yeah. Um. Like like with me, I'm neither Republican nor Democrat. Like I. Yeah. I personally believe both parties have lost their way. Like that's just my personal opinion.
1: <laughs> you would be both, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that is my personal opinion. Um, yeah. It's just, I believe, I believe they've lost their way. You know, it's yeah. like if they would, if they would do what us as fathers are trying, like at least like you and I, what we're trying to do. So Ooh. many more things we get done, and so many more things we exactly. get accomplished. You know, if right. they would come together as a united front, put aside all the crap that they have against each other, mm-hmm. come together as a united front, they'd get stuff done. Yeah. But it's just well, both sides are too stuck on their own little political agendas. It's like, come on, let's get real.
1: Yeah. See, I'm different than you I'm, I, in that uh, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't engage in it. Um, I don't like to bring it up just because I know that it triggers those emotions. And a lot of the times the emotions aren't the good emotions that you're hoping for. So I try to, I'm, I'm, so I'm kind of opposite from you there. I, I stay away from that stuff. If we're at family functions or something and there's a political discussion going on or a debate going on, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather just entertain myself with something else. Um, I just, I just don't, I can't get into it. Uh, cause it just get, get, it'll get me fired up. And, um, I just, choose to avoid it. Now, my son, my older son and my wife, uh, they can debate quite a bit. Uh, They actually both like to debate. So, so I actually, I actually enjoy watching that. (laughs) It's kind of entertaining. So I kind of sit back and let them go at it. Um, But yeah, I just, it's just an area that I just typically will not, uh, will not get on.
0: Right. Well, and that's, and that's, that's like with some people, it's like, I know I have been asked, you know, what party affiliation am I a part of? Mm. And I say the exact same answer every single time they ask me. I'm part of the common sense party. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get weird looks every time I say that. I'm like, yeah, I'm part of the common sense party. I'm like, huh? <laughs> You're like, well, which side is I'm like, neither.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but it's just but I guess- I guess that's a party I'm a part of then.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just I'm like if it doesn't make sense, what are you doing? Right. But it's like I hear some of these like I know you're you're a former Marine. I'm actually former corrections, and like I hear all these different arguments on certain things. I just I listen to them talk. I'm like, are you listening to yourself talk? It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. <laughs> Like I yeah. hear what they're saying, but then I'm like, right. well, this is what's really gonna happen. Yeah. It's good in theory, but th- this is what's really gonna happen. It's just
1: just an area that I just uh yeah. I'd rather uh you know, scroll through Instagram than debate. Yeah. <laughs> Politics.
0: <laughs> well, not, but and it's like to me, getting political. It's like fatherhood can actually get political in itself. Yeah, um, and like you can get political, and I'm just kind of going off my little political tangent. Um, <laughs> but like I know, like fatherhood can get political. Like it can get political by how to raise your kids, and get political, like mm. whenever it comes to racism in the house. It can get yeah. political through other other aspects. Well, uh, disciplining kids, that can get political. Um, it's just there's different aspects that can get political. Yep. And it doesn't necessarily have to be right or left or liberal or conservative, it's just the actual topic itself. Yeah. Um, like me, I'm a firm believer everything is taught in the home. Like, and that's the reason for one of my biggest slogans, you are your child's first teacher. It's like right. our kids learn everything from us first as parents. Right. Whether yep. we're there or not, you know, our kids learn everything from us, whether we realize it or not. Yeah.
1: Too. yeah. Between the ages of one and five is one of the, uh, one of the uh, biggest and most powerful uh, uh, area. Uh, I guess time in their life where they're really developing the learning functions. And so those are, those, it's critical time between those ages. That's real critical because then they start getting into school Mm -hmm. and they start hanging out with little, you know, their little friends on the little play dates and it's uh, this outside influences um, can alter uh, not only their behavior, but their thinking pattern. So mm-hmm. it's super important between them, especially when they're babies all the way up to, you know, when they start school. So, right.
0: um, Well, see, so, and I also, like, I, this is also my opinion. Like, whenever it comes to, you know, kids like growing up and seeing things within the home, like even with my oldest, like I've, I've kind of had to curb some of his TV shows and that kind of because I just, I started paying attention to their messaging. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he probably shouldn't be watching that. But then I kind of looked at it from another aspect. and like, because I, I listen to various genres of music and that kind of stuff. And I did make a post on this a couple of days ago um, about music. Mm-hmm. So our kids, whenever they're riding in our vehicles, they're listening to the music. You're now, right. more times than not, they're not just listening to the beats, you know, whether you're listening to country, whether you're listening to rock, rap, heavy metal, right. death metal, you know, right, opera, whatever, jazz, reggae, you know, whatever you listen to. Uh, but the words that the artists are saying are also hitting home with the kids as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely, so, yeah. You know, so you know, if you're listening to music, you know, and they're talking about all the bodies hitting the floor, I mean, what kind of message is that um that putting in their in their head?
1: You know, right.
0: you know, whatever they hearing about, you know, beating people up, getting high, you know, shooting people, you know, yeah. fast money, easy yeah. money, easy women, so on and so forth in all these different genres of music, what kind of message is that putting in their right yeah so it's like yeah. i've even had to alter that
1: yeah you have to um it's super important you have to and the bottom line is you have to uh, alter it to some extent but um you have to show them the right way when they're in the home right yeah um, you have to show them the love and affection and communication uh constantly talking to your kids about whether it's the stuff going on in society or stuff that's just going on at school. Yeah. Um, it's super important to constantly be talking to your kids. I run into too many kids that um, have parents that are not as involved as they should be. And I can just, I can just talk to them for two minutes and know that uh, whether they're communicating with their parents or not, or their parents are involved in their life or not. And it's, it's sad because it happens and it's one of the, one of the areas that my wife and I have really um, worked hard on uh, as my kids grew up is making sure that, that we are constantly talking to our kids about various issues or topics or even just how their day was. And you can't just ask your kid, Hey, how was your, you know, your son's in you know, high school or whatever. Hey, how was your day today? Oh, it was fine. And then walk away. You can't, yeah. you can't deal with those kind of responses. You have to get more out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just showing that kind of love and that kind of connection will help them um, later on in life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like instead of, um, now I heard this on a, someone else's show, um, instead of asking them like, Hey, how was your day to day? You can ask your child of, Hey, what was the best part of your day to day? Right. What was your favorite part of the day to day?
1: Yeah, it's they're open-ended questions. That's yeah. that's um, you're exactly right. The the point is is that you should be asking open-ended questions to your kids because if you don't, you ask those closed-ended questions, you're going to get the one-word responses. Right. So open-ended questions are always always important.
0: Right. Um, and it's that's yeah, like I've even seen that with my almost seven-year-old. Like I've mm-hmm. I started like after I heard that, I'm like let me try this and see, yeah, see how it works. And, but then I kind of took it a little step further and started incorporating that model relationship too. Cause like, I don't know, but I'm hundred percent guilty. You know, my wife, she calls me on the way home, you know, first thing in best. Hey, how was your day today? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, or it's one of those days of, man, I've had the worst day possible and I just really don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I've had quite a few of those, especially as of recent because of what she does. Um, but, but then we do end up talking about it later on that evening and that kind of stuff. She's, you know, she's, I just, I really need, need some moments to to really decompress and because her and I, we actually, we live about the same distance from our employers okay so we're we live about nine miles from the hospital she works at and we're you know eight and a half miles from the terminal i work at right just kind of now it's opposite in like opposite directions yeah Uh, Yeah. so our commutes are a little bit different but she just there's some days where she just she's like i just i'm gonna need a minute
1: (laughs) yeah well i'll keep praying for her brother yeah, keep it, yeah,
0: she she definitely needs it. It just some of the things she's had to endure through through these these very sh- strange times, mm-hmm. and strange may not be the right word for it, but like it, oh, what's scary. going on? Right, yeah, <sighs> but it just yeah. some of the things she she's seen, some of the things she's endured. <sighs> yeah wow well
1: <clears throat> she'll be alright you just gotta hang in there and uh you know I'll definitely be praying for you guys and
0: oh thank you yeah yeah But so with that being said um what are some um like what are some other like tips and tips that you have for other fathers um just a kind of like a an ending ending remark
1: well, the uh, the so. biggest yeah, yeah uh, my wife's already texted me. No, um, <laughs> the biggest thing is uh, um, listen. If you don't know, if you don't learn anything from this, learn that you need to be communicating with your kids. You need to have constant communication with your kids and constant involvement. Yeah, um, it is so important to be um, connected and engaged. I tell all my dads this that I talk to. And sometimes, you know, a lot of these dads that I talk to that are so successful, they're so busy on their career that they forget about the engagement with their kids. They'll spend time with their kids, but they're not engaged with their kids. There's a difference spending time and being engaged. We clearly know what that means, but uh, it means put the phone down. It means don't pay attention to the TV when your kid is talking to you. Um, Those kind of moments, that's being, that's, That's not being engaged. Um, You're present and you're with your kids, but you're not engaged because you're busy looking at uh, whatever program you're watching or reading something on your phone or answering an email. Um, Being engaged is super important. And uh, it's probably one of the most other than love and affection. It's probably one of the most important factors of being a dad is being engaged. And there's just too many dads out there that aren't, and they don't necessarily, it's not that they don't mean to be, Um, They think they're doing right by providing for their family and stuff. But, and I'll say this, I've said it to many dads on my show. Um, Dads that are successful in building a business or working in the career that they're working in, um, they're so, they think they're doing right by providing the best life they can for their kids. But here's the secret. Your legacy isn't built outside your home. Your legacy is built inside your home. Yeah. So, What I mean by that is your legacy of your life and your future kids' lives is built with you in the home. Meaning being engaged, meaning talking to your kids, meaning loving your kids, meaning showing affection, meaning showing discipline. All those things are important. So just remember that. Your legacy is built in in your home, not outside. So it's important to have the career. It's important to provide for your family. You're doing that the best you can but you need to be engaged with your family when you're engaged be engaged period.
0: Yeah. Well, and in fact, um, so at the, the place I work at, our terminal manager actually just resigned mm-hmm. um, a little over a week ago and like he was, he was married to the job. Like he really was, like he right. was married to the job. And cause I mean, i talked to him like after he resigned and that kind of stuff. And, He's like, you know, Andy, I was, I was married to the job. I gave so much to, to y'all that I was neglecting my own family. Right. And he's like, yeah. I've missed so many engagements for my two boys. I've missed so many things from my wife. And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. Andy, I'm not going to miss another one. Right. He's like, I can't do it. He's like, and it's like I'm dedicating my, my life now to make up for that lost time and I kinda I had to stop him right there. I'm like, look. You can't make up for lost time because that time's already gone. What you can yeah, do right. is make sure that you're there now. Right. And that's what no. like that's what's important. Yeah. Like let the past yes. be the past and learn from it. Be yeah. present. Yep. Exactly right, brother. It's easy. Being a dad's easy. Yeah. It's easy, but you know, we, we like to make stuff difficult. We do, but it's, you know, it's sometimes,
1: sometimes I think dads just think too much into it or they don't pay attention enough.
0: Yeah. So. And I've, I've been guilty of it. Yeah, I have too. Trust me. I have too. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, there, there have been times
1: where, you know, I had, I had other things going on and it was just um, it, for me it's been very few times but um it, there has been times and it's it's one of those things where i, I gotta okay refocus myself now i'm here <laughs> you know
0: well and that's that's like this little thing right here has gotten me in trouble more times than not by the way i'm <laughs> holding up my cell phone in case you're yeah you're listening to it watching it. um but the thing is like right now my oldest like he's into the beyblade thing and you know the little rip cords and all that stuff. He's almost okay. Um, yeah. It's kind of like um you know, back growing up, we had those little tops that we spend. And no, spend I know exactly. What you're yeah. talking. I know yeah. exactly. What you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So he well. has a Beyblade, and he just he, that's all he wants to do. He just wants to play. Yeah. So play so, with. Him. Yeah. So like you know, I yeah. put down my phone, get on the floor, pff, rip it yeah. with him, and it
1: just
0: <laughs> he gets. You're gonna it. have
1: to get one now, and
0: I've already gotten one. And I've already, I've already broke the, they call it the ripper. Like I've already broke mine. So I got to get another one. (laughs) Apparently I'm too strong for it. (laughs) Well, cool, man. But it's a lot of fun. Um, That's awesome. uh, I also know my boy, he's going to, he's going to remember.
1: Yep. You're right. You're doing a great job, Andy. You're doing a great job. And with the, with the show too, um, I'm super, super proud of you and super honored that you had me on. Um yeah, you're just you're, you're killing it. Keep it up, man.
0: Oh, thank you. And again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Brian, I want to thank you again for coming on the Real Dad United podcast. It was an honor to have you on the show and thank you so much for sharing your story. Now, make sure that you also check out Brian's show. It's called the Dad Up Podcast and I will link to it in the description below so make sure you check out his show as well and with that being said i'm Andy the southern dad and i hope you have a blessed day and remember you are your child's very first teacher have a good one